What is cracking, my babies? Answer, my bones, constantly. It's your bone daddy, Wolf the Dog, here to delight and fright as I hit you with the news both past and present from 694.2 PTBP. This week's Howlin' with Wolf is from at witch.hazels on Instagram, who created a stellar piece of art depicting Sharon Shadow Berryman, Liz Longlin, and Judy Krinklehoff. Seriously, go check it out. They write... Hi, Mr. The Dog. Hazel and Pals here. Sorry we had to send this message by Raven. They're basically rats where we're from. So why not catch one and convince it to be an errand boy? Just wanted to thank y'all for consistently putting out amazing content. The show got me through a hard time this year. Let's my group of cucks and I share endless laughs and spooks and inspires us in our own tabletop misadventures. Many cacophonous howls, Hazel, Aaliyah, Britt, Flynn, Gabby, and Liam. <laughs> Please, my father was Mr. The Dog. You can simply call me Wolf. The Dog. I have an unkindness of ravens constantly circling my general area. Maybe they can smell the death on me and mine. But who knows? <laughs> I'm glad we can put out something that can fright and excite you simultaneously, Hazel. Remember, if you want to write up something for your wolf to howl, tag at PretendingPod on Instagram or Twitter, tag Pretending to be People on Facebook, or write a five-star review on iTunes and email us at PretendingPod at gmail.com. Fuck Mark Zuckerberg, that insatiable invertebrate. And the dudes from Pretending to Be People want me to remind you they are accepting questions for a third Q&A episode. So, if you have questions for any of the trash bags that make that show, tag at PretendingPod on Twitter or Instagram. There's also a post in the subreddit where you can comment your questions. Or email them to PretendingPod at gmail.com. Or go all out. Record audio of you asking your question and send that so they can use it in the episode. Similar to the second Q&A episode, this one will be exclusive for our honorary police officers over on Patreon, who keep this show alive five bucks a month at a time. Those beautiful people who hold that dirty title currently have access to six exclusive bonus episodes, and that number is growing each month. Now, if you want a question answered, but you can't afford that Patreon lifestyle, fear not. The PTBP crew will answer some of the questions they don't get to in the Q&A session right there on the internet. Maybe your question will be one of them. Or maybe you don't give two fucks about the cucks who run amok to chuck this deluxe guck. In which case you probably want me to shut the fuck up and deliver the news. Last time, Judy's body got taken over. Ash freaked out and ran away from the stakeout with the feds. Ken realized he's in the crawl space under the cabin. Jeremy found a closet of sorts, and Liz Longlin lost a noggin. Let's get right back into the business. It's Blue False Indigo with Moon Dance. She runs, she runs, she runs, she runs, she 
dark outside and it's pouring down raining you are only seeing where your feet are taking you splashing in all this mud by the moonlight and the pretty consistent lightning flashes illuminating everything around you you make your way onto the trail and continue running and in the distance you see Judy Krinkelhoff sister older sister of your friend Ken Krinkelhoff walking toward you. <sighs> Judy! Uh, hi, hi, hi! What are you doing here? I was just walking uh, in the woods f- uh, for a walk. I assume I'm running the opposite way that she's walking. Yeah. I grab her by the arm and uh, I just hold on to her and I bring her with me and I'm like... We have to get out of here! I go with him. Okay. She goes with you. I start running down the trail. Is this the trail that leads to the campsite? Yes. I head towards the campsite. You arrive at the campsite. What do I see? Fire was never made, so it's kind of hard to tell where it is, but you see getting soaked by the rain are your bags and everyone's gear that was brought into the woods with you. Do I see the naked man? No, you do not. The rope that was tied around the tree is no longer there. As soon as we get to the campsite, I just fall on my knees and I'm on all fours, gasping for air. I look at Judy. Ken fell fell in a hole? Ken fell in a hole. Uh, yeah, Ken! Oh, that's, that sucks that, that Ken fell in the hole. That sucks that he fell in the hole. But it wasn't... It wasn't a real hole. He just fell through... He, he fell through the... He fell through the earth. I, I saw it happen. He just disappeared. I think that you don't know what you're talking about. And maybe we should find some big rocks to make a shelter to get rid of the rain? Ash just looks down at his hands covered in dirt and mud and muck and you see there's hand sanitizer sitting on the I don't know if you wanted to <laughs> use it no clean off your hands Ash is freaking out and he doesn't know what to do Judy pats him on the back and then just walks away and starts looking for rocks okay when Judy pats Ash on the back he throws up like a burped child <laughs> As you finish throwing up (laughs) like the fucking child that you are, you're bent over, just like hands on your knees. Hands on the ground. Hands on on the the ground. ground. Knees on the ground. Just like vomiting. And Judy, you find uh, a couple big rocks. I find some big rocks. I set them down next to you and I am looking at them, picking them up. Then I'm looking over at Ash. Then I go back and look. I go back to look for some more rocks. And I'm like... Ash, maybe you should just sit still for a little while and just kind of try to breathe. I'm really nervous about you. You seem to be acting really weird. He sits down cross-legged. 
he starts to think about just what he's seen in the past, you know, minute and a half, two minutes. He is torn between going back to where he fled from to go find his friend, but also this is his crush. So he... <laughs> he <laughs> so you don't want to leave. I don't want to leave. Um, does Judy know you have a crush on her? No. So he, he sits cross-legged and Ash sits there looking just at his hands and he's freaking out and he wants to go back to the cabin, but he waits for Judy. Okay, so Judy is like frantically looking for a rock, and then I walk up behind Ash, and I hit him on the head with a huge rock. Luke's like, like, trying out. to hurt me? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. This is like a gimme, because he is not paying attention at all, so just roll damage for me. So you're going to roll 1d6 for damage. Okay. I got a 6. How many God hit points? Damn it! How many hit points did you have, Ash Hornbeam? Two. I started with seven, so that would have basically killed me anyway. But Ash Hornbeam, what are you thinking about as the lights go out? I'm hitting the head with a rock. I'm kind of spun around to where I fall on my back, facing Judy. And the last thought before my lights go out is: every girl I've ever liked has hurt me. <laughs> Joe? Hey. It's dark, man. I mean, I guess the flashlight's on now. Mm -hmm. It's not as dark. <laughs> my, <laughs> my one clinging to hope little light. And you see the door on the other side. You see these tubes. I think I put my ear to the door is where we left off. Joe? <laughs> Ken Krinkelhoff has his ear to the door leading up to the inside of this cabin, you would assume. And you hear muffled in the distance. Like uh, through the door or like from back where I came, from back to up the slide? Just from somewhere in the distance. Yeah. You can't quite tell. Shit. Can I tell the voice that was yelling? It was Jeremy Pettymore. That's what I figured. I'm going to try to open the door. You open the door. And you poke your head up. Very, very cautiously, this whole action is... I'm moving so slowly and so scared <laughs> that it's imperceptible. Roll stealth for me. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm actually decent. But I do not pass. A 67 on a 50. This door just makes a dumb amount of noise. Damn it. And... It doesn't seem to matter as you get your head up into the room as the room is empty. This is not the inside of a cabin. This is a lab. 
Okay. All around the room, there are these same tubes that are translucent, and filling them all is this black liquid substance that is oozing through the tubes and going down into the floorboards. And you would see they're coming from these like stations that are long, about mm, like three feet long and two feet wide. And there are these like coffin shaped boxes. Okay. Is the room lit in any way? It is. It is completely lit by lights. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just as a normal cabin would be. It's got electric to it and a lot of like white light, like laboratory lighting, right? F- fluorescent? Yeah. Okay. And I think as you get up into mm-hmm. the cabin and start looking around, you would also see there is a wooden trunk a large wooden trunk up against the wall, and there's a desk with papers littered all over it. Other than the desk with papers, and is there anything in, written anywhere? Can I glean any, um, is there maybe a brand on the machines, or is there signage on the walls, like wear your lab coat, or anything like that? <laughs> no signage whatsoever. The okay. only things that are written are really on this desk, and then on this bulletin board above the desk. I'm going to investigate the desk and the bulletin board, and just, if I feel if I feel sufficiently alone, I'm going to take my time. Uh Okay. I think you likely... I haven't heard anything since I've been up here that would make me think there's somebody else in this room or... Go ahead and roll alertness for me. Uh, I pass a 21 on a 50. You hear a... (laughs) Out the window and looking out the front window of this cabin, you see Liz Lonklin and Jeremy Pettymore on the other side of a moat that is outside this cabin, (laughs) seemingly surrounding it about five feet wide. And on the other side, Jeremy Pettymore and Liz Lonklin are running, and you look over at the exact moment, Liz Lonklin stops dead in her tracks. A massive metal claw from a branch on a tree right above her swings down, decapitating her. And blood just spurts and squirts. Like when you're peeing after you had sex and it just goes everywhere. Uh That's the blood coming out of Liz Lonklin's body. You know how to paint such a picture for me, Zach. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much. I do it specifically for each person. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. Real sanity. Yeah. No problem. Oh my God, I I pass a uh, six on a 29. Okay. I think you're just going to go with your usual idea, which is that didn't happen. That's not real. There's no way that happened. This is some kind of television screen monitor here at this window. To show you a scary thing. It's trying to scare me. (laughs) After that happens, what's Jeremy doing? Where's the last place I see him? He's gone. He dipped. He just kept running. He just kept running. Oh my God. Well... I don't want to go outside where the claw that decapitates people is, so I'm going to turn around and look at this desk. <laughs> so, of course, naturally, after seeing that, you want to look at some, read some papers. I want to do some uh, accounting to make sure all their uh, decimal points are in the right places. <laughs> you see the articles of organization for a new business called Cole's Orphanage. Oh. New school under modern etiquette. Okay. And all of the other papers are plans 
for a gun that is being created. Oh my god. And looking at the plans, it seems to have been recently completed. There are also plans for small metal spheres, one inch in diameter, and looking at the plans, it seems that they are being put into small human bodies. Yeah, I was going to say, the, the when I see the Cole's Orphanage thing, I take a weary glance at the three feet long coffins. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Can I, fuck, uh, can I go through the drawers of the desk? Sure. I just want to see if I can find uh, anything. I've got my spear still, but I, I, I think I'm kind of panicky just looking for anything I can... Okay, roll search for me. Okay. And that'll give you a, a good old, a very interesting piece of information. Fuck. Uh, don't pass. A 97 on a 50. You're in no state yeah. to be reading yeah. in detail anything, yeah. really. You're just looking over these plans in a very broad, vague sense. Okay, going back to, like, um, survey mode. Do I, is, this, is this room four walls, or is there other places I can go in here? Just four walls. Is there only the front door out of this place? Yes. And it's kind of by the window that I was just saw terrible things happen? Yes. Fuck. When you walk over and look at that window, you see that there's also another building within the premises of this moat. Okay. Being surrounded by the moat. And it is smaller than this cabin. And the door is open and there's a light coming out of it. Can I see any shadows in the light? You see no shadows in the light. Yeah. I want to... I don't know. I kind of want to look at a coffin. Can I see? Does it open in any way? Oh, yeah. I want to open it. Wait, if I if it is if I can see into the coffin at all and there's black goo in the coffin itself, I don't want to open it. But if it's if it's opaque, I guess I'm going to open it. <laughs> it is opaque. I'm opening it. Go. Oh, fuck. Roll dexterity. <laughs> Roll dexterity to see how quickly this this happens. I pass a 35 on a 75. You open up this coffin and this black, viscous, sludgy, oily goo starts pouring up out of it all over the table that it's on and then onto the floor and you get out of the way just in time to not touch any of this, but it is starting to spread throughout and as it dissipates out of this coffin, you see that inside the coffin there is a two-year-old body oh no that is not quite human looking as if it is being 3d printed and it is not finished oh my god wow so it's like all the edges aren't sharp yet everything's smooth yeah so like picture a face with a plastic bag like over it that's what this face looks like totally picture it holy shit in my haste backwards, do I have time to maybe close the lid so it's not pouring out more? Mm. Probably not. Probably not. Okay. Then uh, I am going to run out the front door. And when I say run out the front door, I am panicking, running to the front door. But when I get to the door, I want to try and gingerly open and close it behind me. Okay. Jeremy Pettymore, you're running through the woods. 
Rain is pouring down on you and you're splashing in puddles and mud is splashing up onto your pant legs and the dark night sky is being lit by the moon and all these lightning flashes that keep illuminating everything around you. You've seen so much shit tonight that every single time lightning flashes, you think you see something off in the woods and then eventually you do see a figure walking toward you and it is... Judy Krinkelhoff, the oh, older oh. sister of Ken Krinkelhoff. Judy, where the fuck did you come from? I was just walking in the woods and I saw you and you're running. Your clothes are all cattywampus and I don't know what to do. Cattywampus. Never mind. Anyway. Whoa. Wait. Were you with the girls? No, they ran away and they left me. I was in the shackle by myself and I had to run and find help. What shack? The shack up at the front by the parking lot. The parking... Uh, we should go back there. Okay, I'm just really scared, so can you just stay really close to me, please? I guess. You're like three years older than me, and at this point in our life cycles, that's like... Like, really, honestly, I feel like you're an adult figure, and it's... I'm like, okay, but damn... <laughs> I know, but like size-wise and body-wise and like how our puberty cycles have been working, like you are significantly larger than me. So if somebody tries to come and get us, you could probably kill them first. So can you please just go in front? J- Jeremy is like never heard more oversharing, but he's like, okay. And, and he <laughs> runs in front of her <laughs> and he doesn't look back. <laughs> it's Okay, so you're running, I guess, in front of me. <laughs> yeah. So I um, I run up behind him, and I pull the machete out from behind my shorts, and I stab him in the back multiple times. Well, I'd like to avoid that. <laughs> <laughs> if I could. Uh, Jeremy Pettymore, I'm going to need you to roll an alertness at a negative 40 because of the situation you're in to even roll on our, uh, to even like roll dodge against her. Right. I've got to uh, get below a 10. <laughs> 24. You do not notice, and therefore there will be no opposed check here. So. Are you stabbing? You're stabbing multiple times? Mm -hmm. Okay. So we're going to roll melee. What is your melee? You're going to have a bonus. I have a 40. Plus 20. Okay. I got a 66. That is a critical failure. Oh, fuck. I kind of wanted it for her. What what the hell? He screams as Judy Krinkelhoff goes to stab him in the back, missing desperately and falling forward, tripping on the mud and the rock underneath her and landing directly on the machete face first as (laughs) the machete slides back between a crevice of two rocks on the trail and her face falls directly into it, splitting her skull wide open enough for Jeremy Pettymore to see a small one inch in diameter silver sphere in the middle of her head and black ooze begins gushing and running out from underneath it roll sanity thomas jeremy pettymore has no idea what that is but thomas cox is gaining a new understanding of <laughs> the central mystery uh <laughs> 19 jeremy pettymore is fine <laughs> always has been always will be Jeremy Pennymore, what are you going to do? Uh, run. <laughs> Let me do that when I'm not yawning. Is this happen. game boring? 
Run. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> it's late. Joe's always been a Joe, that's how you know. He goes where he wanna goes, he's such a Joe. Knowing what you snow and you don't get the flow. Joe's gonna Joe and roll on the hoe. How did you know my theme song? I never sang it for you, that's awesome. <laughs> I read your dream journal. <laughs> Ken Krinkelhoff walks out of the cabin, out of the front door, mm-hmm. onto the front porch. You see three figures approaching. It's raining. It's dark. The moonlight is revealing part of them, but then a lightning strike reveals three individuals. They're all wearing black suits with white shirts. Two of them have black ties, and one is wearing a bolo tie. Ooh, the cool one. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously. The tall one, he's got buzzed blonde hair. The man with the bolo, shorter, pants pretty tight. It's got a thick mustache. And then the third is a woman, and she is smiling a cold, vacant smile behind asymmetrical bangs. Oh, you fucker. Covering one of her eyes. (laughs) Oh, my God. And they see you, and she begins chanting. Where are they in relation to me? Are they are they inside the moat perimeter? They are just on the other side of the moat, walking toward you pretty slowly. I'm wanna, I want to run. I want to get away from that. Sure. That's creepy chanting, lady. Roll power. Oh, 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 oh. oh it's my uh, it's my second worst stat. <laughs> she rolled a twenty. I fail. 61 on a 35. As you turn back to go into the cabin, when you reach out to open the door, your hand phases into the door and you feel a slight push behind you. And your body moves toward and into the door of the cabin. Wood fills your body as the thoughts in your mind go out of existence. Into the door of the cabin, <laughs> killing Ken Krinkelhoff in an extremely similar way. Yeah. To Clark Bishop's parents. Yep. Holy fuck. Your mind still works. Oh no. For just long enough. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> for you to watch as these three people ransack this cabin. As soon as they come in, One of them starts yelling about the ooze that is all over the floor. Another one grabs a bucket and runs out to the moat, comes back in with a bucket full of water and splashes it on the ooze, pushing it backward. Two of them grab the trunk and they leave. One of them comes back in, it's the woman, and she starts chanting again. And the entire place begins to light up in flames. Ken Krinkelhoff dies burning as part of the cabin in these contention woods. Jesus, God. Oh, that's awful. (laughs) (laughs) He was conscious for some of that. Oh, no.
Thomas Jeremy Pettymore is fucking running. Yeah, he is. Are you going to stop by your campsite before you bail to grab your bag of things? No, I assume he has the pistol on him, and otherwise he is just fucking booking it. He's seen uh, Ken disappear. Ash is apparently stuck in a tree somewhere that then no one could find, so... He is just fucking booking it back to the uh, ranger station. Okay, when you make it back to the ranger station, you see there's one light that is shining down, like a street light on the parking lot. It's flickering. Rain is torrential downpour at this point. You are completely soaked. You've got some blood on your shoes from where Judy Krinkelhoff fell on that machete, and it splattered out onto you. And it's probably washed off with the mud and the and the wet at this point. But you see from the moonlight shining down a reflection on all this water that's pouring from the sky. And the lightning strikes are illuminating everything around you. You're all alone in the parking lot. And you see there's the car the notice on the driver's he's, side window. He's running for the Bronco with the Bronco keys. I forgot you had this. You run to the Bronco, you slam the keys into the ignition, and when you go to turn it over... Give me a roll. You're going to say it doesn't start, right? Yeah. Give me a roll. I'll give you a roll. Okay. I don't know what that should be, but... Oh, uh, driving. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I didn't put anything to drive because I'm a 14-year-old. Yeah. But naturally, uh, on your page, you have a 20% drive. And you rolled? A 27. Oh. Forks. Yeah. Fuck. Spoons. Fucks. So he doesn't know how to start a car. (laughs) When you go to... It's It's just dead. It's to the point to where something is wrong. Either the battery is dead. Like, the literally no lights are coming on when you turn the car over. I get out of it, and I start running down the road towards town. As you're running down the road toward town... Trees are on either side of you lining this country road. I'm going to get ashed. They're going over the top of you, creating a sort of canopy. And the camera is down low, like on the ground, as you're running off into the distance. And then we see a black sedan driving incredibly furiously come over the top of the camera and behind it, a four-wheeler. And as they approach, the four-wheeler overtakes the black sedan and rolls up next to you as you're running. And you look over, and riding this four-wheeler is a man, pretty fit, early 40s. He's wearing a black suit with a white shirt and a bolo tie. And he has a fucking badass mustache. And you recognize it as John Lee Pettymore III, your second cousin. I, I wave. I want to hop on the four-wheeler. John! John! Uncle John! Uncle John! And he stops the four-wheeler, and he sees you, and his heart sinks. And you can see it in his eyes. Uncle, Uncle John! Thank God you're here. What's wrong, Uncle John? And he lifts up a pistol. John? Puts it to your head. Jeremy Pettymore, 14 years old, closes his eyes tight and is shaking. You feel the gun trembling on the other side as well. And then there's nothing. She runs. She runs. She runs. She runs.
everybody for listening to the woods of contention mini arc of pretending to be Zach, people what's wrong know. with your voice way to crush that mood that they just came out of <laughs> they're back in the scrap pit <laughs> justin's not here but we figured we'd pop on in at the end of this episode and we recently just said that we would take q a's for a new patreon episode that's coming out next month and we figured we'd pop in here and answer a couple of the quickly asked answers on the subreddit. And we're going to take down a couple of them right now. So, uh, Skyspore or Skyspore or Skyspo R asks, What do you all do when you're told to leave the room? We kick and scream and say no zach no <laughs> no no i'm I, not gonna i don't wanna i go i go and hide I, in the corner i don't know what happens they don't notice me every time <laughs> i don't know what happens i have to grab thomas by the ankles <laughs> but i just have to find joe <laughs> as soon as he's found he like hangs his head and, and it's actually room. just joe with his hands wah, over his wah, eyes wah. <laughs> he thinks that's sitting in his chair still. <laughs> that's how it works and in all the commotion luke just sits in his chair and nobody really notices no, I, usually, I usually time. go sit in the kitchen and smell whatever taylor's cooking yeah same tonight's oh. her meal it's her prep mi- night it's zach's wife's meal prep night so she's always making like dope smells in the kitchen it currently smells delicious right now fucking, like, <laughs> every yeah, time we open the door awesome walks in. fucking barbecue chicken she had like barbecue chicken Beets and sweet potato and... As opposed to the smells she normally makes. Oh. Yeah, her disgusting farts. <laughs> She's prepping those right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Patreon prep. Um, yeah. 
It's pretty annoying because when the weather is nice, I think you guys can go outside, but it's fucking terrible out now. Yeah, it snowed and iced yesterday. Yeah, so the answer is we hang out with Taylor and just kind of and or sit on our yeah. Ourselves. If there's multiple people back there, we will talk. Beyond being podcast superstars, <laughs> we're all good friends. So we yeah. shoot the shit and hang out because we see each other once a week this yeah. way. We don't have to fucking keep up the act <laughs> on, on these Q&As. Uh, you signed the contract. I, I, <laughs> I don't care. I don't the fucking NDA care The NDA that says that shit. you have to like us. Right. Uh, also, Can, we pet the cats, Ramona yeah. and Rocco. Oh, yeah. Two cats. Oh, tell tell them about your kitties. your uh, not so fat cat now. Well, how, how yeah. big was she? Ropa was thirty five pounds when we got her, and <laughs> so fucking insane. <laughs> she was giant. She was mad, and she's short too. She's really she's short. She's not a long cat. So <laughs> she, there are so many breeds of dog where that would be like a problematic weight. <laughs> oh, it was. <laughs> It was extremely problematic, and she was so cute. We had to get her, but I didn't want a diabetic cat, so we've been working out with her every day. <laughs> She's really toning up her core. We and, just moved an optical machine yeah. into a room that Robo's going to be cat. <laughs> Honestly, mostly Ramona just chases her around and doesn't let her eat, so that's the diet that she's on. It's really worked. Yeah, what is she now? Well, like 13 kind of, pounds? I mean, yeah. She is down to 16 pounds. Oh, wow, shit, yeah. really? Wow. Yeah. yeah, it's super impressive. However, I now didn't even mention it. she has this like <laughs> flap of skin that just drags the ground everywhere she goes. And she was never pregnant, I don't think. But fun story about Ropo. Her name was Roly Poly when we got her, and they shortened it to Ropo. But she was owned by a woman who took in lots of shelter animals. And when the woman died... And fed, like... Fatten them up to eat them? Or? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking clearly. Uh, but before she could eat Ropo, she passed away. <laughs> and when they went into the house, they found, I think she had eight cats and like 13 dogs or something. And Ropo was hiding in the cabinet under the sink. Aww. Aww. Full of old Full lady, of old lady <laughs> face, a hundred percent. They they had to use special tools to cut the uh, cut the cabinet off to get Ropo out of it. <laughs> Your cat is so fat. How fat is she? The jaws of life. Uh, but <laughs> I did like the first night that we had Ropo. I woke up to her just like chewing on my cheek. And yeah. <laughs> like I'm not dead yet. Ah, <laughs> uh, we got another question uh, from Room Service Nachos. It says, "Why is Luke so handsome?" Uh, as a child, I had to have facial reconstructive surgery because I was too ugly for my parents to love me. <laughs> <laughs> but now, look at me. <laughs> Asked by Luke and answered by Luke. There you go. <laughs> Don't dox my Reddit account. <laughs> You toxed your own account. <laughs> uh, we've got another question here from, I believe it's Malidori, M-A-L-I-D-O-R-I. It says, howdy, everyone. Fellow Missourian here. What Shout up? Out. What up? I hope you're all staying nice and warm <laughs> with the winter incoming fast. It is coming all over us. Speaking of staying warm, one, what is your all beverages of choice? They've been into Kraken spiced rum recently. Fall Ooh. beverage of choice? I, I think it's it's not specifically is, fall, but... but uh, y'all, y'all's. Y'all's fall. Y'all's fall beverage of choice? Me and Thomas went through a Kraken phase. We used to bring that to parties all the time. I used to buy Back, the little... Yeah, when we were... 
before we were 21. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm picturing the... The uh, tiny little shooters that the, the tiny little shooters, on. Yeah, yeah, with the cracking on it. We would get the big... The big boy. <laughs> the big bottle. Get, get the big bottle. Also, that is exactly the, uh, the the viscosity level that I'm thinking when when I talk about the ooze in this campaign. Oh, uh, really? Kraken. <laughs> yeah. Because Kraken is... Um, it's brutal, and uh, <laughs> it'll it'll take your life from you. So... I, th- I like uh, I like hot tea. I've been dr- I've been buying <laughs> I've been buying a shitload of that uh, memory lane chocolate milk. Mm, that shit is fucking awesome. It's like a, you, you buy the gallon of it and it it lasts the, me like in the glass it jar. Lasts me like three days. <laughs> we actually oh Jesus yeah I drink way too much. We actually tried to record uh, last week, but Luke came in and his mouth was so filmy with just like <laughs> chocolate milk that he like. Couldn't well, I th- talk. I threw up on the table and we had to spend the time cleaning it off instead of recording. <laughs> Whoever sits in that spot just pukes every single uh, time. Oh, yeah. This was Taylor's spot. Dude. <laughs> That's the fucking craziest thing I've ever seen in real life. Yeah, in real life. <laughs> see your wife puking for 10 minutes after trying to make herself burp. She thought it was super funny at the time and then it wasn't really funny immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what about you yeah, guys? Well, you know, like Kristen Shaw's a horse. It got funny again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been trying to force myself to like those seltzer waters, the La Croix. Oh, thing. Yeah. dude, the bubblies are way better. I hate them, but I got to stop drinking soda. And I've been get yeah, bubblies good and Spindrifter is dude, good. Spindrift I've been, I've been is the shit. Good luck I've never with had those. that. What's the one that you said you they you bought it all or something? Spindrift. Spindrift, oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. I, I've, I've cleaned out the grocery store that is near me because nobody else is buying the Spindrift there. <laughs> <laughs> and I just noticed actually the other day they were restocked. So yeah. Lucky. I'm bumping up dim numbers. <laughs> so I actually, I'm fully moved away from even the flavored seltzer waters to the best choice unflavored original seltzer water wow i just can't do that that sucks you can see these two cans right next to me do you put like you could put lime juice in them i put lime juice and bitters in there yeah there you go what Mm. what sort of bitters angostura angostura i'm not a monster peshads oh peshads yeah that's where you go yeah uh so so is that so you don't drink soda and beer or yes Okay. Yeah. Because like I That's one a thing too. I really like is just water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at at the point like a thing I don't like is unflavored sparkling water. Oh, I'm such a fan. I also love water. I chug, I, I like, drink a lot of water so too. So much water. I'm, I'm trying to replace just the soda that I would also drink. <laughs> one of, I, one of yeah, my roommates uh, has an affinity for buying tons of bottled water at a time so oh that sucks it does suck but it also doesn't suck because i drink way more water now and pollute the ocean (laughs) there it is (laughs) there's the terrible part i was gonna say that i refill my water bottles but my sister gets mad at me every time apparently that's bad for you i guess it's still carcinogenic or something like that to reuse the water bottles if you just have it sit in there for like a minute or two There's also mm-hmm. this uh, cream, s- no, yeah, cream soda that I have been super into recently. Lost Trail. No, uh, it's that shit that I brought over to your house. I don't know. It's fucking good. I'll look it up. <laughs> so those are the beverages that we like for our choices. Was he talking alcohol though, or were they talking oh, yeah. alcohol though? My go-to uh, <laughs> if I'm at a bar is a high life and a shot of Fernet. Yeah, nice. Fernet, Fernet for the win. I'm a beer guy in general, but I also. Uh, Always have a bottle of whiskey at the house. I'm fully obsessed with Angostura Amaro. That's my Mm. uh, current go-to, especially for fall drinking. Oh, man, that with a shot of espresso next to each other. 
baby, baby. Nice. Baby, baby. Uh, my heart will always belong to Bell's Two-Hearted Ale. I think that's up there with me, too. Yeah. I think the people who follow us on our social media accounts saw your love of Bell's Two-Hearted Ale in a picture recently. I mean, we tagged Bell's in a lot of pictures where we're drinking Two-Hearted, but the recent picture uh, mm-hmm. from Halloween. Yeah. Pretty pretty great picture. Nice. Uh, pretty. If any of you have played <laughs> Disco Elysium, I was a disco cop. And it was a killer costume. Yeah, you only see the... <laughs> <laughs> you only see my bottom layer and the uh, wife beater shirt that I ripped in half. <laughs> Don't worry, he was proving a point. You did the facial hair though. That was the yeah. That's that's what brought it all together. You look great. It's called natural brew cream soda for anybody out there liking cream soda. Natural <laughs> brew, natural broad, dud. All right, so this type of sweet behind the scenes action is what you can expect on our upcoming Q and A episode that'll be for patrons only at our five dollar and up level. There are honorary police officers of the pretending to be people Patreon, and we are so fucking grateful. Thank you for them. Big, Jesus. Big, big Thank time. you, babies. Seriously. Don't, for, don't forget about that and up, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I'll say it here. We'll have some new tiers popping up soon. So Can we maybe debut the, the highest level tier that we discussed <laughs> uh, the other day? The very highest level? The very, yeah. Uh, the very highest level. If you want to support our podcast for $10,000 and buy Zach and I hair plugs. <laughs> <laughs> that would be immensely appreciated. It would be super helpful for really, really cool. What is that tier called? By Zach and Thomas Airplanes, <laughs> please. Please. Hey, and we want to add a really big thank you to uh, our guests from Basement Cats. Basement Cats. Yeah, straight they up. Allie and Lindsay. And then Taylor also was Your there. And uh, all three of them really knocked it out of the park. I was so stoked to have them be a part of this little adventure that we made together. This is one of those things that Zach let us listen to. So I was able to join in. Yeah, this is, yeah it's the first time we've gotten to go back really and hear, uh, kind of hear everything that went on behind our backs. So that yeah, was a lot of fun to listen super to. Super fun. And spooky. Yeah. It also just makes it way much more fun that it is close because you get to record and then every week you get to like find out a little more of what, what was going <laughs> yeah, on. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I was really nervous actually about running six PCs in one area, but I, I think everyone had a pretty good time and it turned out it turned out sick. I, I'm I'm really happy with the the end result. I I love listening to it. And playing it. And we got some cool uh, artwork out of it, too. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah, some yeah, really right? cool artwork. Uh, yeah. Go check out Witch Hazel. I witch believe so. Dot yeah. Hazel you might, you might check this. She's okay with us saying it on air. But yeah. Yeah, it's Witch, witch Dot Hazel's. I think it's plural. Yeah, it's dope, though. Super cool art of the girls' characters from this past story. It's really, really well done. And Oliver's. I, I checked out all her Instagram stuff. It was all really cool. Yeah. Follow her. Follow Basement Cats on Instagram. Check out their live shows. Uh, is it the first? This next one is December 7th at Best of Luck Beer Hall in Springfield, so Missouri. Drive to Springfield, fly to Springfield. We got an airport, so. <laughs> Come drink with us. We'll be at that show. It'll be very fun. <laughs> Thanks for listening. And we'll uh, have more content for you uh, that is part of the contention narrative coming very, very soon. Bye, guys. Bye. Like and subscribe. (laughs) 